Come to your comfortable cross-legged seated position, perhaps up on some padding. Close your eyes. Place your palms face down on your thighs. Slide your palms up your thighs until your elbows rest below your armpits. Now take a deep conscious breath in through your nostrils and exhale out through your mouth. Arrive here. Invite your mind into this room, into your body for the next 90 minutes of yoga practice. Settle into your seats by relaxing your feet, your ankles, lower legs, knees, thighs, and hips. Settle into your sits bones, left and right evenly. Feel the earth holding you. Release into that support. And then from your grounded seat, begin to consciously grow tall up out of your waistline, lift into your chest, draw your shoulders up towards your ears, lifting into your armpits, lengthening the sides of your body, and then loop your shoulders onto your back, contracting your shoulder blades at the space behind your heart, causing your chest to expand as it lifts. And now allow your forearms to melt towards the floor, drawing your shoulder blades down your back. Possibly draw your chin down, chin parallel with the floor. And then ease the sides of your neck back slightly so that your head is situated over your heart, heart over the center of your pelvis. Soften your skin, relax the expression on your face. And now turn to your breathing. Direct breath in through your nostrils and out through your nostrils. Beginning to identify the boundaries of each breath, the boundaries of your lungs, and gradually beginning to expand those boundaries. As you inhale, fill your lungs from bottom, middle to top, and sip in any additional air at the top of each breath. As you exhale, empty your lungs from top, middle to bottom and allow any air to escape your body at the completion of each breath. So in this way, slowly beginning to expand the boundaries of your breath. Begin Ujjayi Pranayama. Draw in a gentle contraction at the back of your throat. This will allow you to breathe with even more control, more slowly, more deeply. This will also cause your breath to have an aspirant sound, like the sound of ocean waves. So listen for the sound of your breath and use that sound as a tool to continually draw your senses back to the present, back to the experience of body and breath.
occasionally check back in with your seated position, making sure you haven't tensed up in your legs, keeping the legs soft, the hips heavy and rooted, keeping the spine long, the chest open, the shoulder blades sliding down the back. If this, at this time your mind begins to wander, perhaps reflecting on the morning past or anticipating the practice to come, those are very natural places for the mind to go. We're just working at continuously arriving back in the present, rerouting the mind to always come back, back to the present situation the observation and intervention of breath. And let's breathe through three more cycles of ujjayi pranayama together. We'll inhale and exhale for the count of five. Empty your breath and inhale together slowly. One, two, three, four, five. Fill and hold and then exhale with control five, four, three, two, one. Again, inhale, one, two, three, four, and five. Fill and hold, exhale, five, four, three, two, and one. Last time together, inhale, one, two, three, four, and five. Exhale, five, four, three, two, and one. You can either choose to use, utilize the ujjayi pranayama breathing technique throughout the class, or you can release that contraction at the back of your throat. Everyone draw palms together in front of your heart. As your palms press lightly together, widen out through your elbows, stay broad across your collarbones. We'll invoke the moving practice by chanting the mantra Om three times. Please chant along if you feel comfortable doing so, or just listen to the other voices in the room as we bring our individual voices together. Exhale your breath and inhale for Om. to your heart, release palms to thighs, and then slowly lift your head as you open your eyes. Now please come to a tabletop position towards the top of your mat. So plant palms below shoulders, spread your fingers and palms. Knees are hip width distance slightly behind the hips, and we'll move into some cow and cats. Inhale, belly and chest down. 
as tailbone and gaze lift into cow pose. And then as you exhale, round your spine. Tuck your chin to your chest, tailbone towards the floor, belly button towards the ceiling in cat. And inhale back to cow. And continue to move now with the pace of your own breath, possibly moving faster, possibly moving slower than my initial cues. So let the breath lead your movement. Only coming to the peak expression of your posture as you come to the top of your inhale and the very bottom of your exhale. Exploring the range of motion of your spine this morning. And just like we expanded the capacity of the lungs, beginning to expand the flexibility of the spine. As you come to cat pose, really contracting the back muscles, opening up the chest, the abdomen, the front side of the vertebra. And then conversely with cow pose, opening up the back side, contracting the front side of the body, even getting some movement in the shoulders and hips as well. Inhale back to a neutral spine. And now we're going to do a, a puppy dog pose, at grabbing the outside edges of the mat. So take hold of the outsides of your mat, and from tabletop, walk your knees back about six inches, and then widen them apart, almost as wide as your mat. Tuck your toes under as you begin to send your hips high up into the air, pushing them towards the wall behind you. Reach your chin towards the top of your mat, and then release chin and chest towards, or someday maybe even to the floor. So really focusing first on this action that I call, many instructors call, blossoming the butt. So as the knees press down, as the hips lift up, the inner upper thighs roll back and then spread apart to really create this sensation of broadening against the back side of your pelvis. So that's going on as well as the chin and chest melting towards the floor. Just like in the seated pose, shoulder blades drawing together at the back of the heart, creating a contraction there. And then shoulders drawing away from the ear, shoulder blades extending up towards the hips as the heart moves down and forward. So try to create a crease or even like a hole at the back of your heart, where your heart is sinking forward. And then shift back to a tabletop position. Planting wrists below shoulders, and then one at a time, extend your legs back into a plank position. Make your legs strong as you straighten them. And again, just uh, uh, bring your lower front ribs in towards a central point to tone your upper abdomen. And then draw that point towards your spine as you lengthen your tailbone towards your heels. And then push your hips up and back for downward facing dog. Release your head, release your heels, lift your kneecaps up. Push the heels of your hands down and forward as you lift your hips up and back. And then inhale forward to plank once more. We're going to do a set of three push-ups. Come to your knees if your hips or belly sag towards the floor as you go down. Exhale, bend your elbows straight back, lower down. Inhale, push up. And exhale, hips move up and back, downward facing dog. 
with another inhale shift forward exhale lower down with control inhale push and exhale hips up and back down dog last one first set inhale shift forward exhale lower inhale push exhale hips up and back with an inhale lift your right leg straight up and back into three-legged dog good Mara, right outer hip down towards the floor. Toes point straight down. Good. Yes, good adjustments. Look to the top of your mat and exhale as you lunge your right foot to the top of your mat. Long stride. So if your foot doesn't, if your heel doesn't land below your ankle, grab your ankle and draw your foot forward for a long stride. And then allow your hips to melt down and forward. Counter the sink of your hips by lifting strongly through your left inner thigh. Back leg straight, strong chin and chest forward. Feel your feet on the floor and pull them towards one another. Tone the legs, square the hips. And then left palm to the floor, right hand to your right thigh. Begin to shift your body from, from left to right. Left ribs towards your right inner thigh, right shoulder stacks on top of left. And when your shoulders are stacked, right arm goes to the sky. So I'm not doing this with you necessarily. <laughs> Broaden across your chest. Continue to lift through your back inner thigh. Good. Adam, hips lower if possible. Right knee towards the right knee towards the left. Good. Really nice. Look up, reach up, expand. Soften your jaw. Look down. Exhale. Release right hand back to the floor. And step back, down dog. Second side, left leg lift, straight up and back. So make sure to keep the hips square. Left outer hip rolls down. Rolls down towards the floor. Lift through your inner thigh. And then look forward. Exhale, lunge your left foot forward. Again, same long stride. Give your foot a hand if it needs it. So back heel pointing straight towards the sky. Hips sinking down and forward. Front thigh parallel to the floor. And then back inner thigh lifts. Good. Back leg straight and strong. Look forward. Chest forward. Fantastic. Scissor your legs towards one another. Feel the tone in your legs. Keep that. And now bring your right hand to the floor at the inside of your left foot. Bring your left hand to your left thigh. Push your hand into your thigh as you shift your right ribs towards your left inner thigh. Stacking your left shoulder on top of your right. And then top arm goes to the sky. Notice the weight distribution in your right hand. If it's dumping into your wrist, try to, express, try to spread it through your knuckles. Good. Good. Soften your face. Continue to breathe. Look up. And then release your hand back to the floor. Press back. Downward facing dog. Now we'll spend a little more time in down dog. You can walk your dog by bending one knee and reaching the opposite heel towards the floor. You can move from side to side quickly or slowly, whatever feels best for you at this time. Check out the differences between your legs. One side may be noticeably tighter or shorter than the other. So we try to find balance in our yoga practice. And balance doesn't always mean that we do exactly the same thing on each side. Balance means that we treat each side 
as it's telling us to treat it. Sometimes one side needs a little more time or attention than the other. Bring your dog to stillness. Again, press the heels of your hands down and forward as you lift your hips up and back. Lift into your kneecaps as you release your heels deeply towards the floor. Head, weight of the head is heavy, back of the neck is long. You can slowly shake your head, yes and no, to really encourage the neck to lengthen. And now everyone bring your knees to the floor. Grab your strap. We used to do this earlier on in class, but I thought this would be a good time to do it today. So bring your knees together, tuck your toes under, and sit back on your heels. This is a big foot opener if you've never done it before. And if you've never done it before, it might be quite painful. So stay in this position with the toes tucked under as long as is uh, tolerable. And if necessary, you can slide a blanket between your hips and heels. Then take your strap with about a foot and a half between your hands to, the, to start. Inhale and sweep the strap over your head. As you exhale, you can widen your hands apart as you roll your shoulders back and draw the strap down behind your back. With your breath, inhale, strap overhead, and exhale, strap forward. Continue to move in through these shoulder rolls with the breath. Not emphasizing the same kind of cat and cow movement of the spine, trying to keep the spine upright, keep the spine long as you focus on the shoulders. So notice as you roll the shoulders back, the tendency for the ribs to jut forward. Keep the lower ribs drawing in and back, tailbone lengthening towards the floor. So this can be intense, this might not be intense. To make it more intense, over time you might experiment with straight elbows as you roll the strap behind your back. If there's a particular area in your shoulders that feels very tight, like it could use a little extra attention, you can hold in that position for an additional breath or two, trying to release some of the tension across your chest, create more openness across your heart. And then inhale once more before exhaling and releasing the strap off to the side. We're going to do gate pose next. Today I'd like you to face the green wall. So step, uh, kneel at the center of your mat facing the green wall. And then take your right leg straight out to the right. There's a couple different ways you can have the foot. Today let's sickle the foot towards the floor rather than pointing the toes towards the sky. So to toes are pointing straight towards the wall in front of you. Take your hands to your hips and try to get your hips at an equal height, square to the room in front of you. So you don't want your right hip higher or back from your left hip, which are the tendencies here. Lift into your right kneecap, strengthening the right leg. And now take your left arm by your left ear. As you ground through your knee, I'll come over there. As you ground through your left knee, reach up out of your left waistline. And then exhale, begin to slide your hand down your right leg as you crescent shape towards the right. Ground through your knee, reach through your waistline, through your fingertips. Try to straighten your elbow to the best of your ability. Good. 
Maddie, draw your bottom ribs forward slightly. Yeah, so if you're turning your gaze down towards the floor, bring that right shoulder slightly forward. Keep your chest and hips squaring towards my wall. Good, breathe along your left side, between your ribs, down your hip. And then inhale, return to center. Release your arm, bring both knees back to the center of your mat. Second side, gate pose. Take your left leg out to the left, single your foot, the sole of your foot to the floor, engage that leg, lift into the kneecap. Left hand to the left leg, right arm along your right ear, lift up out of your right waistline through your fingertips, and exhale, slide your left arm down the outside of your left leg. Now left shoulder coming slightly forward so you can look forward, maybe even looking up beyond that right armpit. As you grab the right knee, reach through your right hip, through your right waistline, through your rib cage, through your right fingertips. Good second sides, everyone. And as you come to any pose, I can tell you what you might feel, but your body's going to tell you for sure what you do feel. So focus on your experience in the posture. Do you need to back off? Do you want to go further? Inhale back to center, hands to hips, both knees together, and then turn to face the front of the room again. Lie on your belly, chin on the floor, arms at your sides, toes pointing towards the wall behind you. We're doing a couple of belly down back bends here. Starting by lengthening the legs, begin to lift your right leg off of the floor, pointing through your toes strongly. Good. Lift and reach, lift and reach, gradually lifting the right leg higher and higher and higher. Good. Try to keep your right hip on the floor. And then exhale, release the right leg to the earth, release the right leg completely. Left legs turn, engage and point the left toes. Lift your left leg gradually. Doesn't have to shoot up all at once. Make it a gradual lift. Wake up that leg, wake up the lower back. Lift through your left inner thigh, keeping the front of the hip on the floor, higher, higher, highest. And then exhale, let the left foot release back to the floor. Now both legs engaged. Squeeze your legs together, point all 10 toes towards the back wall. Legs on the floor still, guys. Press your feet into the floor. As you press your feet down, engage your legs so much so that your kneecaps start to pull away from the floor. Good. Okay. Arms at your sides and then interlace your fingers behind your back. Point your elbows towards the ceiling and then begin to draw your elbows in towards one another. Shoulder blades drawing onto the back of the chest. And then inhale as you begin to straighten your arms, curl your chin and chest up away from the floor. Reach knuckles towards your heels, reach toes towards the back wall. This first one, feet stay grounded, everyone. Squeeze your legs together, explode your heart forward. Broaden across your collarbones, squeeze your shoulder blades onto your upper back, begin to draw the sides of your neck back, tilt the tops of your ears back, gradually lift to your highest expression, and exhale, release back down. Now turn your left cheek to the floor to look to the right edge of your mat. Arms at your sides, shoulders roll forward, big toes touch, heels widen apart, and let go. Release into this moment. Consider that these resting poses 
are just as essential to the practice as the active poses. Try to be present with your breath, giving you an opportunity to slow down. And we'll just do one more. This time we will lift the legs. Feet on the floor, squeeze legs together, engage legs, lift kneecaps, interlace your fingers at your low back. If you can figure, out, figure it out, bring the opposite thumb in front on your interlace. Point your elbows to the sky, squeeze your shoulder blades onto your back, and then with an inhale, straighten arms, lift chin and chest, and gradually begin to elevate your legs away from the floor, continuing to squeeze your feet together. Try to get those big toes to touch. Good, shoulders roll back. Squeezing the shoulder blades at the back, causing the heart to open as it lifts. Sides of the neck back, tops of the ears back. Beautiful, fantastic. Extend backwards, extend forward. Contract your back body, open up your front, and then exhale to release. Now right cheek turns to the floor. Look with a soft gaze at the left edge of your mat. Shoulders roll forward, arms at your sides, big toes touch, heels widen apart. Broaden across your upper back. Broaden across your lower back. Return to your breath. Slowing down your breathing. Returning again and again to your present experience. Now plant your hands by your ribs. Tuck your toes under and send your hips up and back once more for downward facing dog. Do all of the same actions in down dogs. Heels of the hands press down and forward. Hips lift up and back. As the kneecaps lift, the heels release towards the floor. Head is heavy. Now shift some of the weight in the hands down into the knuckles, especially the index finger knuckle and the thumb knuckle, and then lift through your outer armpits. Outer armpits draw away from the floor as shoulder blades contract at the back. And then inhale to shift forward, plank. Second set, three push-ups. Exhale, lower down, possibly coming to knees. Inhale to push. Exhale, hips up and back. Number two, inhale to come forward. Exhale to lower. Inhale, push. Exhale, hips up and back. Last one, best one. Inhale forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, push. Exhale, hips up and back. Last downward facing dog for the time being. Press the heels of the hands down and forward. Lift the hips up and back. Release the heels to your deepest expression. And then look to the front of your mat as you walk your feet to your hands. Come into a forward fold with feet hip width distance apart. Bend your knees so you can rest your torso on your thighs and allow your head to hang forward. Take hold of opposite forearms or opposite biceps. Arms are heavy, head is heavy, chest is heavy, using the support of the legs to let the upper body completely release here in ragdoll pose. You can shift the arms from side to side. You can shake your head, yes and no, gently. Whatever actions are going to help you to let go here. 
And then make sure you're rolling weight to the base of your toes as you hang forward. So heels are becoming a little bit lighter here than the front sides of the feet. Release the weight of your head. Really try to optimize this uh, length in your neck. The, uh, the optimize the, <laughs> um, the draw of gravity, bringing your head deeply towards the earth. And now release all 10 fingertips back to the floor in front of you. Keep weight rolling to the base of your toes as you begin that long, slow journey towards straight legs, lifting through the outer hips, lifting into the kneecaps, and just like in puppy dog pose, inner thighs pushing back and pulling apart for that blossoming of the butt action. As you do that, try to prevent your knees from falling together and your heels from widening apart as they will want to do. Actively extend the crown of your head towards the floor as you go deeper here, palms coming to the floor as you go deeper, elbows bending out to either side of the room. Actively draw your shoulders up out of your ears to lengthen the sides of your neck. We'll come to a halfway lifted position by bringing palms to shins. Inhale, extend your chin and chest forward as you straighten your arms. Exhale to fold once more. Now bring your hands to your hips, point your elbows to the sky, lift your chin as you rise all the way up to standing. Now find your mountain pose. Keep your feet hip width distance for today. And as you come to standing, shift weights now to your heels. Spiking your heels into the floor as you lift into your kneecaps, look forward, roll your shoulders back, broad collarbones, lifted heart, palms turn forward, fingertips reach towards the floor. Lower ribs in and back, tailbone down, chin parallel to the floor. Strong, still, tall, broad. Inhale, sweep your arms out, up, and overhead. Exhale, sweep your arms out and down as you gracefully glide forward, shifting weight to the base of your toes as you release your head to the floor. Inhale, palms to shins, extend your spine long. Exhale and fold, head releases, fingertips to the floor. Inhale, sweep your arms out, up and overhead, shifting weight to your heels. And exhale, arms at your sides, palms Turn forward, shoulders roll back. Again, half sun citation A. Inhale, sweep arms overhead. Exhale, arms sweep out and down. Fold forward, head releases, hips lift high. Inhale, extend. Exhale and fold fully forward. Inhale, lift, spiking weight to your heels. And exhale, arms at your sides. Last one together. Inhale, sweep. Exhale, gracefully glide forward. Weight in the base of the toes. Inhale, lift and extend your spine. Exhale and fold. Inhale, rise up on a long breath. And exhale, now arms at your sides. Okay, once again, we'll turn to face the green wall, so just turning 90 degrees on your mat. Step to the center of your mat. 
and have your blocks handy in front of you. So we're gonna first do, uh, oh, it's <laughs> gonna say my favorite pregnancy pose for those of you who know me um, and care, I'm pregnant again. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're gonna do some more pregnancy poses. Okay, so uh, step your feet about three feet apart for goddess pose, and then turn your toes out slightly at about a 45 degree angle. We're gonna start with our hands on our hips. Lift your chest, roll your shoulders back, and now begin to bend your knees in the direction of your toes as you sink your hips straight down. Extend through your inner thighs, extend through your inner knees, and contract through your outer hips. Take your hands to your thighs now. With an exhale, move your right shoulder towards your left inner knee. Inhale to center. Exhale, left shoulder, right inner knee. Inhale, center. Two more sets. Inhale, go left. Inhale, center. Exhale, go right. Keeping weight in your heels extended through your inner thighs. Inhale, center. Exhale, left. Inhale, center. Exhale, right. Inhale, center. Sweep your arms up like goalposts. Pull your elbows in towards your armpits. Lengthen your tailbone towards the floor as you lift your chest to the sky. Weight in the heels. Extension through the inner thighs. Five, four, three, two, and one. Straighten your legs. Release your arms. Good. Now, walk your feet a little farther apart. And then you can step your heels to the back edge of your mat. That just gives you a really good reference point for where your heels are as you fold forward. Wide-legged forward fold. Turn your toes in just slightly from parallel. I find that gives you a better grip on your mat. Lift into your kneecaps. Roll your shoulders back. Look to the sky. Extend from your belly button out through your chin. And then exhale, hinge at the hips. Chin and chest now parallel to the floor as you plant your wrists below your shoulders. Press your inner thighs back, lift your kneecaps up. Again, blossom your butt. Broaden across the backside of your pelvis. And then exhale as you begin to extend the length of your spine towards the floor. Okay, this is where the blocks may come in handy. If your head is not yet to the floor, it's a long journey towards the floor, then you can bring a block or a stack of blocks to rest your head onto. Well, not rest your head onto, to place your head onto, and then extend down through your head. So as I said, we'll be doing headstand today. So this is great practice for headstand. Just as we push our feet into the floor or spike our heels into the floor as we stand in mountain pose, when we're in headstand pose, we're not only pressing our forearms into the floor, but we're actually extending down through the crown of our heads. So practice that here. That extension is going to help you keep strength and length in your spine. Hands are walking back and fingertips are continuing to point towards my wall. Eventually hands walk so far back that your fingertips line up with your heels. So your eventual goal would, might be to get the hands off the back side of your mat. So heels, uh, fingertips lining up with your heels. Elbows bent at a 90 degree angle. Hips lifting 
Weight rolling forward to the base of the toes once again here in this forward folded position. And again, engage your thighs. Lift your kneecaps as you widen your inner upper thighs back. Lift your hips up. Cascade length down your spine through the crown of your head. So whatever your head has landed on, create extension through into that space. And just a few breaths here, just a matter of moments here, might start to open up some space along the backside of your body. So you might at this time be able to bring your prop to a lower setting. You may be able to do away with the prop and work your head towards the floor. If your head is already on the floor, you may begin to walk your feet closer together. So experiment with your boundaries. And then when you recognize that boundary, if you try to push beyond it and your body is responding with pain, then go back. Go back, reapproach. And your boundaries may be different every time you come to your mat. Very nice, everyone. Beautiful. Draw your shoulders up away from your ears. Maddie, especially, you don't want to crunch in the neck. Create a long neck. Really nice, Ramona. Hands a little closer to one another. Beautiful. Fantastic postures. Okay, and then walk your hands back below your shoulders. Lift your chin up. Bring your hands to your hips, elbows to the sky. Inhale as you rise all the way back up to standing. Fantastic. Heel toe your feet back together. Okay, let me check the time. I definitely want to do our headstands today, but I think we have a little more time for some standing poses. So we're just gonna do two more standing poses. Uh, pyramid pose or Parsvottanasana, and then we're going to do revolved triangle pose. So let's start with the blocks at the top of our mats, and then step to the top of your mat between your blocks. And we're just gonna step the left foot back first. Three and a half feet. I'm going to give you the long version of the pose. So many times we'll step the feet a little closer together for this pose in order to square the hips. So today, let's keep a longer stride, and if the back heel comes up, that's okay. We're going to just extend back through the back heel, and it may come up. Okay, hands on your hips. Now wrap your left outer hip forward, trying to square your hips to the top of your mat to the room in front of you. Good, good. So left toes are pointing to the top left corner of your mat. So what is that? It's a little uh, more narrow than a 45 degree angle on that back foot. Okay, lift into your kneecaps. So as you straighten that front leg, don't lock the knee out, don't throw the knee back, but try to engage all the muscles around that front knee. Hands on the hips. Point your elbows towards the back wall so your chest is jutting forward and lifting up, shoulder blades squeezing onto your upper back. Look to the ceiling. And just like we did in the, the wide-legged forward fold with an exhale, hinge at the hips so chin and chest are now parallel to the floor. And now check back in with the legs, the hips, and the shoulders. Keep your right outer hip wrapping towards the back of your mat. Keep your left outer hip wrapping towards the front of your mat. Lift into your right kneecap. Draw your shoulders on your back. 
And now for today, we're going to bring our hands to the blocks on either side of your front foot. So blocks can be at any setting. Eventually, you might remove the blocks completely. So one more time here, with the hands on the blocks, pull your chin and chest to the room in front of you, and then exhale, drape the length of your torso over your right leg, reaching the crown of your head towards the top of your foot as you continue to wrap your left hip forward, pull your right hip back in space. Good. Try to ground the outside edge of your left foot. As you widen your left thigh back and to the left. So that's a subtle action that you can work towards in the posture. Not every instruction that I give is going to be relevant in, as you practice the pose today. I'm just giving you more and more options, more and more ways to explore your body in the shape. And now hands back to the hips with a long spine. Inhale, steadily move back to upright. And then step your left foot forward to meet your right. Step your right foot back. Same three and a half foot stride. So long stride. Heels in the line. Right toes point to the top right corner of your mat. And then right hip wraps forward. You said an instructor would say, imagine you have headlights at the front of your hips. Point your headlights straight ahead. Shoulders roll back. Chin and chest to the sky. Lift into your kneecaps. And exhale. First go halfway down. Right hip forward, left hip back. Lift into your left kneecap, ground through the base of your left big toe. Hands to blocks at any height, or maybe someday hands to the floor. Chin and chest forward once more. Lengthen along your tor excuse me, torso, and then drape the length of your spine forward. Forehead coming towards or to the leg. Very nice. Good. Try to ground through the outer edge of your right foot. Thinking about in time that right inner thigh extending towards the wall behind you and then widening out towards the right. Left hip crease pulling back. Good. You guys look fantastic. Good, excellent, excellent. And now hands to hips, elbows to the sky, lift your chin gracefully with an inhale, come all the way back up to center, step your right foot forward. Okay, for uh, time's sake, I'm not gonna do a demo for this next one, but I didn't do a demo last night, everybody looked fantastic. So I think uh, we have a good basis for our revolve triangle. So you're just going to have your blocks once again at the front of your mat. And if I'm not mistaken, we're going to step the left foot back first. So it's going to start out just like the previous posture. Same three and a half foot stance. Same hip squaring forward. Same chest lifted, look up. Exhale, hinge at your hips. Chest parallel to the floor. Think about your tailbone extending straight towards the wall behind you as your heart extends straight towards the room in front of you. And now bring your left hand maybe to a block, maybe eventually to the floor. And for a deeper twist, you're going to take your block to the outside of your foot. For a more uh, mild twist, you're going to take the block to the inside of your right foot. Draw your right outer hip back once more as you lift into your kneecap. 
And then begin to shift your left outer ribs towards the right. Stacking your right shoulder eventually on top of your left shoulder. And if you can get your right shoulder on top of your left shoulder, extend that right arm to the ceiling. Good. Really nice, Mara. Imagine there's a wall in front of your right hand and imprint your handprint into that imaginary wall. So, Mara here. Yes, push, push into my hand and then keep that resistance going. Good. Good. Really nice, Todd. Fantastic. Good. Very nice, Adam. Everyone making great choices here. And then exhale, come back through center. Hands to hips, inhale as you rise back up. Step your left foot forward and extend your right leg back. Same three and a half foot stance. Last time, best time. Wrap your right hip forward, chin chest to the sky. Lengthen along the front of your torso. Engage your leg, lift your kneecaps. Exhale, chest and chin parallel to the floor. Now, right hand comes down, either to a block at the inside or outside of your foot, maybe eventually no blocks at all. Keep your hips, keep your left hip pulling back as you extend your chin and chest forward so the line of your spine does not move as you begin to revolve around that line. Right ribs shift to the left. Left shoulder stacks on top of right. Good. If you can stack your top shoulder on top of your bottom shoulder, extend your top arm to the ceiling. Mark, fantastic pose. Can you start to ground through the outside edge of that back foot? Good. Continue to pull your left hip back in space. Ground through your left big toe, straighten through your left leg, lift into your left kneecap. Fantastic. Soften your face, look up, and then exhale, unwind. Hands to blocks or the floor, hands to hips, elbows to the sky, inhale, rise back up, and step that back foot forward. Great. Okay. So next we'll do our headstanding poses. So uh, you can take a seat. I'll uh, do what I can to give a decent demo here. So uh, we're going to do two things. One uh, headstand prep, and then we will uh, have many different options for our headstand today. So I'm just going to slide my mat to the wall, and then you guys against the mirror might be good to use this wall instead. Obviously, there's been accidents in the past. <laughs> Not in my class, but... Okay, so the first thing I'm going to do, I'll demonstrate, is just a forearm downward-facing dog. So the way I instruct and practice headstand uh, is to interlace the fingers and keep about uh, a chicken's egg distance between my um, wrists. So it's just a, a little space there, fingers interlaced, and then I'm going to place my elbows directly below my shoulders. So a lot of times this, these angles widen out. That's not going to give you as powerful or strong of a base. Ground through my forearms, tuck my toes under, and lift my hips up. So I'm starting in a down dog position on my forearms. Push down through my forearms, pull my shoulders away from my ears, melt at the back of my heart. I'm going to keep looking up for now. Slowly walk my feet forward so my hips get closer towards vertical. 
And as I do this, I'm going to resist the head and shoulders coming forward. So I'm going to continue to pull my shoulders away from my ears, contracting my shoulders at the back of my heart. So only walk forward as much as is necessary before the shoulders come forward of the elbows. So that's our prep pose. We'll do that first. And then once we've done that, we're going to take it to the wall. So my instruction again, this uh, positioning with the hands, my knuckles just an inch or two away from the wall. Same as I just did. Walk my feet in, lift my hips up, not allowing my shoulders to go forward of my elbows, and then bring my head to the space between my hands. So the back of my head is just between my wrists. It's not cupping, my head's not cupping, my hands aren't cupping my head, there's just this little bit of my head between my wrist. Okay, come forward, come forward, lift my hips up, press my head and forearms down, bring my heels to my hips, bring my hips to the wall, feet to the wall. One leg at a time, goes up the wall, squeeze my legs together, press my forearms down, lift my shoulders up, eventually feet come away from the wall. Okay, so that's one way of practicing. If you're new to headstand, that's a very good introduction. If you've practiced headstand, one thing to work on would be press forearms down, eventually lift legs up in tandem, and if you really want to work, you can try to bring them back down slowly and with control and just do some leg lifts. <laughs> and then if you're very familiar with headstand, you're free to practice without the use of the wall. So please come to wall if you'd like to use a wall. And we'll start with our forearm dog. Okay, so uh, you can face the wall. You don't have to face the wall for this initial. Uh, I'm just going to check out where you guys are in the forearm dog. So place your forearms down, interlace your fingers, keeping that little uh, bird's egg, that little chicken egg between your wrists. Make sure your elbows are near wide and shoulder width distance apart, keeping your head up for this first one. Tuck your toes under, so look at the space between your hands. Yeah, good. Tuck your toes under and then begin to lift your knees, lift your hips, come back into a forearm dog without placing your head down for this first one. Good, Mary. Really nice. So keep your head lifted, gaze between your forearms. Good. And now start to walk your feet very slowly, very gradually forward. Good. I'm sorry, I would be saying your name more. Oh, you're fine. Linnae. Linnae. Good, that looks great. So as your feet come forward, shoulders away from the wall, shoulders away from your ears. Lift into your shoulders. Press down through your forearms. Good. Don't come any further, I would say. Good. Excellent. Ramona, that looks great. You're getting a little rounding in your upper back here. Uh, Pull in here. Pull in here. Good. Yeah, excellent. Okay. And then come down. Good. Lene, beautiful. Okay. So uh, take a brief rest in child's pose. You can sit your hips on your heel. You can just bring your head to the floor. So take a moment to um, gather your bearings and decide what you want to do. So you may uh, feel like you're comfortable enough to come into headstand. You may feel like you would like some more practice with this forearm dog. So over time, if you don't feel strong enough to come up into headstand, Downward facing dog is a great pose to practice, maybe for three or four or five minutes. 
and then um, you will build the strength for the headstand. Okay, so bring your knuckles towards the wall. I'd say just an inch between knuckles and wall is gonna be plenty. Set up the same way we just did for forearm dog. Tuck your toes under, lift your hips up. Keep your head lifted as you walk your feet forward. So go to that point where your hips are lifted, your shoulders are not beyond your elbows. And then tuck your chin, bring your head down to the floor. Once your head makes contact with the floor, extend through the crown of your head and then lift your shoulders away from your ears. Walk your feet in further and then try to kick one heel to your hip, one heel to, one heel to your hip and then the other and then hips to the wall. Good. Lene, good. Good, good, excellent. Mara, good. Squeeze your legs together. Tuck your tailbone towards your heels. Press down through your head. Press down through your forearms. Good. Maddie, keep working shoulders away from your ears. Good. Adam, very nice. Ramona, good. Your elbows might be closer together in the future. Good, very nice. So if you'd like to work on bringing your legs down slowly with control. That takes a lot of abdominal strength, a lot of balance. So this is a pose that can be held um, for a long time. Uh, if this was a pose that you would like to incorporate in your home practice, um, it's a good pose to hold for maybe a starting uh, target would be three, two or three minutes, continue to five or even 10 minutes. So um, really getting the benefit of, you know, turning the, uh, the gravity and your body upside down. And when you're done, you guys did, have done a great job so far. When you are done, when you are ready, uh, pull your heels back to your hips, bring your feet gradually, slowly back to the earth, and then we'll all meet up in child's pose eventually. So I'll give you guys just... Um, just another minute here. So if you'd like to spend that time in child's pose, that is a very good place to be. Even child's pose is an inversion. So any posture where your head is below your heart is considered a, an inverted posture. There's degrees of inversion, but this is a mild inversion. And wherever you're at, Always return to your breath as a means to bring you back to your body, back to your experience, back to the present. No matter what postures you encounter through the course of your yoga practice, you're going to have your best, your, mo your most full experience by being present with every moment of your practice. So we're just, the uh, postures, I see the postures as tools for exploring our body. The, um, the completion or the expression of the poses themselves is almost arbitrary. It's helpful for setting goals at some points. It's helpful for motivating us. But if you are not 
delving into the experience of your practice, then you're missing a deep level of, <laughs> of the point. <laughs> so uh, wherever you're at, slowly start to walk your hands back towards your hips. And if you'd like to come to your original position in the room, you can move your mat or you can just slide your mat a couple of inches from the wall where you are. your mat, bring your knees together, bring your thighs together, bring your feet together. I'm going to do a little core work. Grab the back sides of your thighs, wind your elbows out, lift your chest up, broaden your collarbones. Pull your palms into your thighs and engage your legs by pressing your thighs into your palms. Lift your legs one at a time, shins parallel to the floor, squeeze your legs together. As your chest lifts, bring a slight round to your lower back. So tuck your tailbone towards the top of your mat as you pull your belly button lightly in towards your spine. And then from here, peel your hands out from underneath your thighs. Palms turn to face the sky. Shoulders roll away from your ears. Moving into Navasana. Either choose to stay here or slowly begin to straighten your legs. Lift your chest, squeeze your legs, round your lower spine slightly. And if you're familiar with the breath of fire or the bellows breath, you can feel free to practice that now. It's a sharp exhale through the nostrils and kind of an automatic inhale. We'll be here for 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, two, and one. Hands to the back of your thighs, release your feet down, hip width distance apart. And then look to the sky as you reach your fingertips towards the ceiling. Look up, reach up, and then exhale, begin to articulate your back body slowly towards the floor. First lower spine, gradually middle spine, upper spine, neck and head, release to the floor. Extend your legs straight, Squeeze your legs together. Reach through your heels. Keep your fingertips reaching to the sky. And then exhale. Peel head, neck, and shoulders away from the floor. Point to your toes. Reach towards your toes. Uh, inhale back. Exhale. Peel head, neck, and shoulders up away from the floor. Keeping belly button pulling towards the earth. Inhale back. And last one, we're going to move into Ardha Navasana, half boat pose. Exhale, lift. Reach towards your toes. Squeeze your legs. Lift your heels one foot off of the floor. Shoulders towards the earth. Belly button towards the floor. Reach your tailbone towards your heels. And again, engage breath of fire if you'd like for 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. Release head, heels shoulders and arms to the floor. Okay, very nice. So as I uh, mentioned, we are <laughs> no longer uh, doing our concentrated um, uh, work on wheel pose or upward facing bow pose uh, every class, but I'm going to try to give you guys the opportunity to still continue to practice those poses in this class. So what's on the, what's on deck for the next three poses are three back bends, 
I'm going to teach three versions of bridge pose. You are welcome to do wheel pose for all three of these poses. You're welcome to do camel pose. You're welcome to do any version of backbend that you like, but you're also welcome just to go along with my instructions. Okay, so pull your heels in towards your hips. Feet are, hip width, feet are parallel to one another. Hip width distance apart. And a tendency in these postures is for the knees to widen apart. You don't want the knees to be wider than hip width distance at any point in your wheel or bridge postures. Arms at your sides. And then bend your elbows, point your fingertips towards the ceiling like robot arms. Press your feet into the floor and slowly lift your hips. Now press your elbows into the floor as you tuck your shoulder blades strongly onto the back of your chest. You maybe walk them one at a time, in and in and in, until your entire upper back is arching away from the floor. Ground with more awareness through your inner feet as you lift through your outer hips. Lengthen through your knees, lengthen through your tailbone, and tilt your heart towards your chin as you tuck your chin towards your chest. Open up along the front side of your body as you move into this back bend shape and try to retain your breath, not retain your breath, but continue to breathe. And then exhale, release your hips down, untuck your shoulders, arms at your sides. So that was number one. Between backbends, you may like to widen your feet apart and allow your knees to fall together. Alternatively, you might lift your feet a couple inches off of the floor, wrap your hands around the fronts of your knees, and then just press your knees into your hands to neutralize your lower spine rather than rounding your lower spine between backbends. Find your breath. And for bridge number two, place your feet back on the floor, parallel to one another. Press your feet down, lift your hips up. This time, interlace your fingers behind your back. Tuck your shoulders one at a time, deeply underneath your back, maybe walking side to side a couple of times until the vertebra of your upper back are arching away from the floor. Lift into your hips, ground through your inner feet. Lynette, keep your knees a little closer together. Good, good. Roll your heart towards your chin, tuck your chin towards your chest. Good, open up the front side of your body. Beautiful poses, everyone. And then slowly chin to chest, hips lower down, arms at your sides, possibly knees come together, feet widen apart, possibly taking hold of the knees and neutralizing the low spine. Return to your breathing. And then last, last pose is not technically bridge pose, but it's very similar. We're just going to take a bound, basically a bound bridge posture. So two options for the hands here. Lift the heels and then place the hands underneath the heels, palms facing up. So that's option one. And if you're proportioned like me, shorter arms, longer torso, your hips will already be off of the floor in this position. Second option would be to keep, uh, to grab hold of the outsides of the ankles with each hand. 
So either hands underneath the heels or grabbing the outsides of the ankles. And then again, walking the shoulders underneath the chest, one at a time until the whole upper back is arching away from the floor. And then lifting the hips higher, lengthening through your tailbone. Good. Heart rolls towards chin, chin tucks towards chest. Good. Really nice. Dot, very good. Lengthen through your tailbone. Lift through your hips. Open the back of your chest. Lene, beautiful pose. Shoulders roll onto your back. And then, as you're ready, untuck your hands or ungrab your ankles or undo whatever you're doing. Come back onto your back. And everybody just walk your feet apart. Allow your knees to fall towards one another or together if that happens in your body. And then bring your right hand to your belly, left hand to your chest, and trace the path of breath in your body. So inhale, inflating your belly, inflating your right palm, and then your chest. Exhaling, deflating your chest, and then belly. Really direct breath through your body creating real movement. Always bringing you back to the present. And then arms straight out to your sides. Feet again are as wide as your mat. And then with an exhale, release your knees towards the right. With an inhale, knees come to center, and exhale, knees to the left. So this is the ancient posture of windshield wipers. (laughs) Inhale, knees to center, exhale to the right, and continue with the pace of your own breathing. So very... uh, a very rapidly, very quickly, kind of changing the um, mood of the postures. So when we're in a difficult pose, when we're in a back bend, we try, we want to engage, we want to um, work. Here, no need to work. Just move through the. Uh, the shapes, relax the belly and low back, coordinate movement and breath. And then draw your knees back to center, bring your knees in towards your chest, tuck your chin to your chest and slowly roll to your bottom, roll to your shoulders, just roll back and forth on this nice squishy surface and come forward to seated. Okay, we're going to do one of my favorite hip openers. So if you'd like, you can sit on the edge of some padding if your lower back rounds considerably as you take a seat on the floor. So by sitting on the edge of some padding, you'll be able to get a little more lift, a little more length through your lower spine. We're going to come to fire logs pose or Agni Stabhasana, starting with the left shin parallel to the top of your mat. Flex your left foot and then stack your right leg directly on top of your left leg. This is going to look very different for all of us. 
You might have this huge gap. You may not. This pose might be um, a little... Uh, be, so, yeah, go for this pose. Um, if this isn't working, you can also cradle the leg. Okay, so bring your hands to your feet. Press your feet into your hands and hands into feet. So create resistance. And then as you create that resistance, try to feel up into your hip joints, where your femurs plug into your hip sockets and try to broaden your pelvis. Try to widen your seat. Keep your, egg, leg, keep your eggs, keep your legs active like that and then lift back to center, hands at your sides. So this pose may not require that you fold forward at all if you're already feeling a lot of opening in the hips here. If not, keeping your sits bones grounded, start to extend your spine forward, gradually, gradually walk your hands forward as you lean forward. So this I find definitely is a gradual, uh, gradual descent into the posture. So as I was mentioning earlier, really give yourself the benefit of the postures by delving deeply into your experience. What is this pose opening you up to? What are you feeling? Where are you feeling? Can you begin to release some of the tightness, some of the tension you may be experiencing? One, good, one great way to do that is by breathing deeply, directing your breath too deeply into the affected muscles, the experience of the pose. Most poses don't require any sort of facial expression, any sort of tightness in the jaw or in the cheeks or lips, so try to let that go. Follow your final few breaths in this pose. Breathe deeply, breathe fully. As you inhale, inflate your inner body. Expand the boundaries of your breath, of your body. And then as you exhale, deflate, release. Head goes deeper, hips spread wider. And with an inhale, walk your hands back up and we'll move right into Ardha Matsyandrasana. So for this one, take your right foot to the outside of your left knee and then shift your left knee to, the point, to point to the very uh, center and the top of your mat. Left foot comes to the outside of your right hip. Try to ground through both sits bones. And then take your right hand behind your right hip. You'll be going the opposite direction of me, so listen to my 
direction cues. Lift into your chest, left arm extends along your left ear. And two options here, either wrap your left arm around the front of your right knee or to go deeper, hook your left elbow to the outside of your right thigh before beginning your twist, moving from left to right. And in these seated twists, I like to uh, describe the twist happening from bottom to top, from floor to ceiling. So keeping the hips grounded, First shifting the belly, the internal organs from left to right, and then the ribs, chest, shoulders, eventually moving the twist into the neck and into the gaze. Keep your chin parallel to the floor, head over your heart, heart over the center of your pelvis. So again, that central line stays long, extending down, extending up, and you're simply revolving around that central line. And inhale as you return to center. Take a counter twist in the opposite direction. And now we have the second side of Agni Stambhasana. So right leg comes parallel to the top of your mat. Flex the foot as you stack the left leg directly on top. Shins are parallel. Flex your feet as you bring your hands to your feet. Activate feet, activate hands, create resistance between the two. And can you, with that resistance, begin to work your mind into your thighs, your upper thighs, your hips. Broaden your seat. Keep the activation in your legs. Work your way back up to seated and decide from here. Is it appropriate to stay upright? Or is it appropriate to start that gradual extension of the chest forward, keeping the sits bones rooting down? And breathe at each stage. Always the opportunity on the second side to compare and contrast. Do you have the same range of mobility on the second side? Is your experience congruent? Does it, uh, do you experience in the same places of your left hip as you did on your right? Likely the answers to these questions are often no. We don't use our two sides, the two sides of our bodies exactly in the same way. So those imbalances will likely show up in our yoga postures. And as I said, we are generally seeking more balance as we move through our practice. But the attainment of balance, I think, um, at any given moment is very elusive. So we seek balance over time. So I was thinking just now how I, I feel very um, comfortable, very at ease in these introspective poses at the moment. But there are some days I come to my mat and I can't stand, I can't sit still long enough to do a pose like this. I want to be 
moving my entire practice and bending backwards the entire time. But those days, over time, balance themselves out. Again, follow your breath deeply down into your hips, using your last few breaths in this posture to expand those boundaries and release deeper into the space you've created. Come to your next inhale, walk your way back up to seated if you folded forward. And now we'll do our Lord of Fishes pose, second side. Pull your right ankle to the outside of your right hip as you bring the sole of your left foot to the floor at the outside of your right knee corner. Both sits bones grounded. Now left hand behind your back, right arm along your right ear. Reach up out of your right waistline. And then either wrap your right arm around your knee or hook your right elbow to the outside of your left thigh. Again, thinking about moving from bottom to top, floor to ceiling, right to left, shifting your internal organs like liquid from right to left, chest, shoulders, neck, and head. So that back hand is on the floor, that back arm is there to keep your chest propped up, not leaning too much back into that arm. The upper back tends to be a less pliable area of the spine, of the back body. So try to breathe extra attention, extra space into the vertebra of the upper back here, trying to create more mobility. Inhale to come back to center. Again, take that counter twist. And then uncross your legs. Make your way to lying on your back. Just one more brief posture before Savasana. Draw your knees into your chest. Wrap your arms around the fronts of your legs. Squeeze your legs together and come into a little ball, tucking your chin to your chest, pulling your forehead towards your knees. Tuck your tailbone towards your heels. Pull your heels towards your tailbone. Round your spine so that less and less of your back body makes contact with the earth as you plug your belly button towards your spine. Contract, get small before releasing everything. Release your legs, release your arms at your sides. Set up for your favorite version of Savasana. Um, perhaps you cover yourself up with a blanket, perhaps you take legs up the wall or another restorative posture that you're comfortable with at this time. We'll have about seven minutes here in Savasana. So as you extend out through your legs, allow the weight of your feet to fall off to either side of the room. Shoulder blades tuck gently underneath your chest so 
your heart remains expansive and open. Palms fall open to the sky. Flesh of the palms light and open. You may briefly tuck your chin towards your chest to encourage length along the back of your neck before releasing the weight of your head down. Eyes slowly close. So this is a time for rest, but not a time for sleep. Relax every part of your body, gradually working towards stillness. Scan for any unconscious holding, any unconscious contractions. Often we're shrugging shoulders or balling fists or making a sour expression without even being aware. So by becoming aware, begin to let that tension go. Let that tension melt away for the time being. So this is called a corpse pose, so you might imagine this time as a release of the body. As we work towards a release of the body, eventually in this pose we also work towards a release of the mind. Just as the body may hold these different tensions unconsciously, perhaps you are holding on onto some unconscious thoughts Maybe some thought is always present with you. You're not necessarily acknowledging it. Use this time to sweep your mind for any of those unacknowledged thoughts. By making that acknowledgement, can you begin to release them? Let those thoughts go.
even just for a brief time. Begin to rock your arms and legs from side to side, perhaps the back of your head. Take a deep breath in through your nostrils, and as you're ready, audibly sigh through your mouth. Bend your knees one at a time. Extend your right arm along your right ear before rolling to your right, releasing chest towards the floor, and taking this moment in transition to recognize your efforts this morning. Always the challenge just of making it to practice and then the continual challenge of staying present, delving deeply into the experience of your body through these shapes. So thank yourself for your efforts. Use gratitude as a motivator to keep you coming back. Keep your eyes closed as you press your way back to a seated position. Any seated position is fine for this time. And as you find your seat, draw your palms together in front of your heart. 
Once again, find the thread of your breath. Exhale completely and inhale for one single ohm. Thank you for your hard work and patience. Delight in me, honors, delight in each of you. Namaste.